Hey yo, we are Fantasy on Draft. Welcome to episode numero 16. Um, Nick motherfucking land with my co-host Miyagi Pocock. Yo, what is up? Man, this was a interesting and or tough week one of the playoffs. Uh, this week we had Saturday football, we had extra Monday football, and we even had Tuesday football. That's a really interesting way of describing a nightmare. Yeah, no, it was it was bad. Um, I saw this lineup that Matthew Barry posted, and it was cracking me up. Listen to this lineup here. You could could have started Kyler Murray, who's the current QB four, Najee Harris RB four, Cordarrelle Patterson RB seven, Jamar Chase wide receiver eight, Michael Pittman wide receiver twenty two, Dawson Knox the tight end five. Your flex could have been Joe Mixon, which is the RB6. And then you could have had Nick Folk, who is kicker one, and the Patriots defense, who is also defense number one. Sounds like a really good lineup. And you would have scored (laughs) 49.3 points. You barely would have beat Travis Kelsey. (laughs) In tight end premium, you don't. You don't beat Travis. That's correct, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that is crazy. It was... A good week to have a buy, am I right? Yeah, insanely good week to have a buy. Like I, I was just watching. It's like the 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 dream you have, where you're stuck in the mud and you're trying to run and you just can't get going, or like if you're right, fighting right. a bad guy and like your punches are just bouncing off his face, doesn't do anything to him. Like that's what it felt like watching the scores. I think there there was a total of 40 touchdowns on the main slate, and that's by far the lowest since I think it was in the 60s. So yeah. it's it was a it was a horrendous week to kick off the fantasy playoffs. Um, if you survived, kudos, cheers to you. Um, one more reason to really cherish those bye weeks. I know we have questions every now and then if we should sit a player if we're up by like two points just so we don't risk getting negative points. But this year there were so many times where those extra 10 points could have got you the bye week. Uh, I'm starting to change my philosophy on that. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think only you, you should be careful of your kicker and your defense, but I think pretty much your other players get him in because you're right those points there was many leagues i saw out there where the person that got the buy over the person who did it who did not was you know yeah 10 points 15 points something like that so it was a nightmare for sure i hated it it was it was horrible it really leaves a bad sense of doom <laughs> for this upcoming week yeah yeah for real and it wasn't just like the low scores and underperforming fantasy players but like injuries and covid and uh, it was just everything was wrong this week yeah and i mean for you know for everybody it should have been week 1 playoffs for some people it could have been week 2 and for some people maybe not i don't know why it wouldn't be but i and i don't know what's worse i don't know does it is it worse to to sneak into the playoffs and then score 49 points and lose or is it to would have been to have this happen you know a week ago or two weeks ago and you didn't make the playoffs i don't know i don't know man um i'm in a league with our buddy casey and he went into the playoffs with a pretty stacked team and he scored 50 points man yeah (laughs) like i think I'm, i'm trying to pull up his roster right now but his uh I know he had like Tom Brady. He had Mixon. Um, he he had a very good team. <laughs> I mean, I think though part of that was that he was already talking about splitting the uh, 
the pot. <laughs> yeah, that was weak. When you, when you guys made it to the championship against each other, yeah. to already be talking about that. Yeah, so. just just to clarify, he um, he reached out to me and said, "Dude, if we reach the championship together, let's just split the winnings because it's a pretty big money league." And I counter, I sent him a counter offer. Did I tell you my counter offer? Yeah, all or nothing. <laughs> the fucking <laughs> balls up, baby. So I'm glad I don't have to worry about that now because um, I got the bye week in that one. I won't have to see him. So I, I'm still feeling good in that league, but holy crap, that team's decimated right now. A little housekeeping for today. Where to find us? We are on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Please like and subscribe. Maybe leave a review. We are on Facebook at Fantasy on Draft Podcast. We also have Bad Fantasy Football Trades page on Facebook where we love to see all the bad trade offers that people send out and all the, the late night trash that comes your way. I know everybody's trade deadlines are over now, but you know it's still a fun fun sight to see. And then when they open back up for Dynasty here pretty quick, that'll be fun. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be a shit show right away. Um, today we're gonna we're gonna talk a quick just quick news and notes, but mostly just about how bad last week was. Uh, we'll talk about some bad decisions we made. Our six-pack of the week will be trades that are calculator-manipulated, probably, is what I'd say. Yeah, so we see something. We were just talking about the, the bad fantasy trades, and a lot of stuff that comes up is people lean on trade calculators as right. like evidence that their shit trades are supposed to be good and you should respect them. Um, and so we're just going to point out a couple things that, you know, trade calculators can, can be really shitty as well. You know, like, they're... Don't use trade calculators as your crutch to send a trade. I think manipulated is one of the best ways to say it. You can make it say things that it shouldn't say if you just type in the right names and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, correct. So we'll talk about that a little bit, and then we'll see if we can get into a, a drunk trade, not something that was necessarily current, but something that... It I, is god-awful. ...that I must have done <laughs> when I was really drunk um, because there's no other excuse for it. But first, let's let's get into our beer of the day. We're drinking OG St. Thomas IPA from Fieldwork Brewing Company. Um, yeah, this is a West Coast IPA, right? Correct. It is a West Coast IPA, which kind of threw me for a loop at first because St. Thomas is one of my very favorite beers, and that traditionally is a New England-style IPA, a hazy IPA. And um, so when they released the OG, uh, they bittered it up a bit. They filtered it out. It's a, a little less cloudy, and um, they use straight-up mosaic hops in it, which are one of my very favorite variants, and a, uh, a great beer came from it, man. You get, get a lot of the traditional flavors you would normally get from mosaic hops, nice kind of tropical, juicy, like honeydew melon and kiwi notes to it, just, just a, a, a really approachable and drinkable beer. I, I, I love Fieldwork IPAs. I love all Fieldwork beers, to tell you the truth. They're one of the fruit breweries I actually enjoy everything they make. Yeah, they are out of Berkeley, California. Um, they do have tap rooms around quite a bit. We have one in Sacramento, which is the closest one to us, so sometimes we get to get down there. And, and yeah, their IPAs are, are great. Whenever we get them on at our bar, we love to push them and get them out to everybody. Um, I don't know, did you say 6.7% for Six this point, one? I, I might have missed the ABV because I was drooling over taking my first sip. So. Yeah, uh, delicious, delicious beer. Um, I love field work as you do. And, yeah, you're right. I, I remember it being a hazy 
hazy IPA. And um, this one isn't. This one, I mean, it's not, you can't completely see through it, but it's, it's definitely a, not a hazy IPA. And I really like it. I think, I think it's really good. I, it does have a little sweetness to it. What did you say the hops were? Just mosaic hops. Okay. All right. Yeah, hops. yeah, yeah. I like it a lot. Uh, I definitely get the juiciness of it. Yeah, for, for a long time, mosaic hops were just the king of the IPA world because they kind of deliver those nice tropical bright notes that you want um, that everybody started really learning to love. And they do go well with the West Coast IPA because you get that bitterness on the back, but you get a sweet kind of bright, vibrant um, bouquet of flavors that, that just kind of kind of quench your thirst and make, make you want to drink a, a bit more. So it helps for your alcoholism. Yeah, yeah. And I saw that you had put on the notes that... Uh, ruby red grapefruit and I, I didn't get that the first time until i saw it but then i went back in for a real big smell and a good taste and that's yeah that is there yeah you get some of that that grapefruit with a kind of the bitterness but yeah, a that, little bit of that sweet pithy stuff. rind yeah yeah, yeah. Um, this is this is one of my favorites we've done i i like this one a lot yeah um if you get a chance to get field work get it that's plain and simple rules to live by they're always killer and this one falls right into that do they can so they do some canning. Um, they're one of those breweries where if you get like a four pack or even a case of cans, you can trade those to people on the other side of the country oh, yeah, for yeah. like beer to beer with Treehouse or Alchemist or you know Trulium. Um, they are very highly sought after, very highly thought of. And when they do can releases, normally there's a line of people waiting there to get a couple cases each. Um, so they don't last long, but they do do some canning. Not everything, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say I, I can picture some of their beers. I can picture their can artwork, but. Yeah, there's not a ton of it out there. Yeah, I mostly think they draft, do, right? Yeah, almost entirely draft. They they do cans of pulp and coconut milk. And oh, pulp, yeah. Pulp's my pulp's my jam, dude. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard it's hard to come across. We'll just say that. Yeah. All right, we got to rate it. Um, I'll take a quick another sip here, real quick. Let me see. Oh yeah, man, I, I love this beer. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a nine point one. Boom. Yeah, That's this your highest is highest rating so far. Yeah, for sure, it's the best beer we've done so far, in yeah. my opinion. I absolutely love it. It has, I think that that grapefruit kind of bitterness, but also with the you know the flavor of. It's not like a sweet. That's kind of a sweet bitterness. I don't know. It, it goes really well. I, yeah, it's like I love a, it. Like a citrusy bitterness. Yeah, there we go. That's what I'm looking for. It's <clears> a yeah. citrusy bitterness that that a grapefruit is, and uh, it really hammers that home. I like it a lot. Yeah. So I'll go off style. West Coast IPAs. You want a nice bitterness. It's not a traditional West Coast IPA where it's super, super, super bitter, but there is definitely a presence there, and I appreciate that. Um, I'm giving it a nine for the style, and um, I'm giving it a nine for enjoyment, and just to prove that, I'm just going to drink the rest of it. Yeah, no, that's that's great. That's uh, high ratings on, on both style and enjoyment, I mean, both of us. Um, so, yeah, field work. If you are in California, um, there are places around you can get field work. If you're not in California, find us on our Facebook page, and let's work something out. Yep. Uh, guys, for news and notes this week, there's, it's all just COVID related, which sucks ass. Dude, it's so fucking worst. It's the Urban Meyer right now. It's just yes. everything about it sucks. COVID is Urban Meyer. Um, so there's there's not a lot really for. I mean, it's hard to get into everybody that's on the list or people. But so I think the main thing we want to concentrate on is that you need to pay attention right now. Yeah. You, you have to stay on top of it. Uh, you know, check your lineups, check your, you know, waiver wire, be ready to pivot when 
you know, now's the time to get your handcuffs. Yeah. Here's here's where you shine. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. This is where this is where you can separate being lucky from being a good fantasy football player. Where where some people just luck into some stuff and they can make this the finals or semifinals or whatever. But if you're really into it, as you, you should be, hopefully you are. If you're listening to this podcast, you are about some fantasy football and you're sitting there looking at your lineups. It's the playoffs. You're thinking about hardly anything else. This is a time where you look for, like we were just talking about. Um, the Chargers right now, they right. like I'm not even uh, looking at the players that have COVID. I'm looking at potential players in the same uh, meeting rooms as those players that could get COVID because it spreads. It's it's running rampant right now. So you can take that next level and do a handcuff to a handcuff if you have a deep roster in in dynasty. Like I have uh, Justin Jackson, and I just tried to pick up Joshua Kelly just because. If Jackson gets COVID too, like you know they're they're going to need somebody. Here's your time to shine, guys. We, we started this conversation off air a little bit, and I was I have Austin Eckler in one of my you know redraft leagues. It's the one that's been going the longest, one of the ones I pay attention to the most. And I just you know said like, oh yeah, I got Justin Jackson, so like I'm I'm much better shape for you know for Austin Eckler. And you're like, unless he gets it, and I'm like, oh crap, yeah. you're right. I mean he is. He's in the meeting room. It's all that. So. You know, we were thinking about what the injuries we were going to talk about and who's on this list. And, but realistically, anything that we talk about today is not going to be, you know, it could be out the window by, well, by tomorrow. Shit, but by the time by we're Saturday done recording. Games, <laughs> by, by Sunday games, for sure. By Monday games. And who knows? Who knows if they're going to have a Tuesday, Tuesday game. So, you know, we just want to tell you, we just want to remind you, you know, right now there's no set it and forget it. You know, you got to, no matter how good you think your lineup is, no matter how good you think your team is, you know, you need to pay attention. You know, if you're not playing on the Sleeper app, that's dumb. But <laughs> download sleep, the Sleeper app just for the football alerts. Yeah. They are the best app. The alerts come the quickest, and they have the most info. And they'll tell you all that stuff. It's not a time to sit back and relax. It is a time to get in there, dive in, Pay attention. Pick up, like Miyagi said, the backups, backups, backup. And, you know, good luck. Yeah. Hell yeah. We'll get through this somehow. I swear to God, we better make a championship. <laughs> yeah, right? I've already decided if some people make it, I'm going to put a, an asterisk on their uh, on the trophy, you know? Yeah, well, I mean. Not if me, of course. Not me. <clears throat> no, anybody no, no, else. No, no. Yeah. Anybody else. I mean, you're the commish. A, you can always just asterisk. change the tiebreaker seating and just... <laughs> Jesus. Saw some ass clown do that. How? Yeah, can't even get into that. We don't have time. We don't have time on this podcast. I was trying to distract you because that's something we were passionate about. To talk about how bad some commissioners are out there. Really bad. I feel like I'm a good commissioner, and then I hear stories like that, and I'm like, oh, man, I could be way worse. (laughs) And still be better than those fucking assholes. Let's get into some questions from the bar. These are questions that usually come from our Facebook or for our email, but this one actually literally came from our bar. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Matt Sat was sitting at our bar, chilling out, hanging out with us, and he wanted to know, uh, when do you think Van Jefferson should go in redrafts next year? Yeah, um, so there's a lot of stuff that's, that goes into play here, and... Um, I don't want to undercut your notes because I just scribbled some stuff here real quick. But no, I think we ahead. both understand 
if if o, OBJ is there and Robert Woods there, this is a different answer than totally. if they're both gone, 100%. right? So um, let's say that he's the number two. He's locked in. And, and I will kind of segue here a little bit. Um, when he came out, I was a big fan of looking at his future. Um, I'm, I'm always looking for players whose fathers either played in the NFL or are coaches, and he has both of those. His right. dad played in the NFL, and his dad was a college coach. So this dude has lived and breathed football his whole life. He's a little bit smaller of a dude, but the second he hit that facility, you started hearing about his work ethic, his dedication, his just desire to be excellent. And um, as wide receivers go, it's unfortunate that he's behind Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, who are both amazing right, wide receivers, right. because he kind of got lost in that shuffle. I think in, in a majority of other teams, if he were to be on that team, he would have already been the main starter. And after you saw them um, wave Deshaun Jackson, you saw some of his big playmaking abilities. Right. But there's so much more to him than that. So I think if he is, you know, the number two on that team and you can get him somewhere around ninth, tenth round in redraft, maybe even the eighth round I would reach for him, um, you have a potential huge lotto pick. And in, in a redraft or in a, a startup dynasty league, I mean, I'd be trying to stash that dude for sure. I, I don't know how early I would take him. I'd have to kind of see how a dynasty draft board plays out because it's such a deep roster. People are kind of maneuvering different ways. But I, I think probably around the same area, I'd probably try to stash him there. Yeah, I think that this season he's being looked at as very similar to Deshaun Jackson. Um, you know, being behind Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and then, you know, Bobby Trees went down and they got OBJ. He's kind of been that receiver that's running those deep nine routes and getting the long bomb and when he catches it you're happy you get the yards you get the touchdown it was a great day if he doesn't have one of those you know then your day was wrecked he didn't do much for you but I don't think that's all he is I just think like you're saying with the players that are in front of him right now that's kind of all they have room for him to be have you looked at um, Matt Harmon's uh, reception perception on no, him? Uh -huh. So um, for those of you who don't know, Matt Harmon's like he just looks at wide receivers, looks at their route running capability, their route tree, how precise their cuts are. Um, has nothing to do with anything thrown to them, no quarterbacks, uh, oh, like okay. airballing shit. Yeah, so yeah. it's just how good the wide receiver is. And his route tree is very, very similar to what Michael Thomas has looked like on his third year. Um, he's a very gifted wide receiver. He's m just utilized right now for that deep ball. Right, right. And I think, um, I yeah. think given the opportunity, he's more than capable of, of just expanding his, okay. his workload entirely. Yeah, and that's exactly where I was going to go. I think that right now he just... They don't have the room for him because they're trying to give these other guys, you know, OBJ is not one of these guys that comes in and is comfortable just running routes and making the NFL team better. He wants the goddamn ball or he throws a fit. Did you see his tweet the other day? <laughs> no, fuck him. Mm -hmm. That's the right answer. I'm just leaving it at that. Okay. <laughs> um, so I agree. If, <laughs> if OBJ left, I think that Van Jefferson becomes much more, you know, highly sought after. And I think if... Bobby Trees was to, you know, injury was extended or anything like that. And I think he would, yeah, I think reach for him and definitely in startups and dynasty, get him, hold on to him. Yeah, I'd put him in the same kind of definition that I had Debo in this year uh, entirely. Like, if he turns into a Debo player, that'd be amazing. I'm not saying that's what would happen, but he was a player that was going around the ninth or 10th round, and I was like, I'll take him one round earlier for sure. Right. So you can look at projections for next year, and he can be one of those wide receivers. You would take him around earlier just to make sure you get him. 
And so, Matt, if you're listening, um, he's Debo, so first round next year. Take yeah, it. absolutely. He's the wide receiver, too, next year. Lock Stamp it. it. <laughs> uh, man, you know, we think that we have our teams locked in, then COVID comes, and then we, you know, have to change. But sometimes we just make changes based on our own idiocracy, maybe. Um, and it ends up costing us. It ends up hurting us. Do you start anybody this week that you uh, you set it and regret it? Do you start anybody that you didn't want to? So in the in the one in the one league that I was in the playoffs in um, without a bye this week, my whole team shit the bed. I had I had Tom Brady and Russell Wilson who didn't match the score of the Rams defense. Yeah. It's a super flex league, so I have two. two right. I, I think I scored a total of fifty. So. There's nothing I could have done in that league, and there's nothing anybody could have done. In fact, I'll even go one further. If you lost this week in the first week and you had players like we mentioned earlier, Kyler Murray or Mixon or Pittman, you're good at fantasy football. You did a good job. Right. <laughs> like you, did, yeah. you have a good team. And so there's nothing I regret about that league. Um, I just, like, I, I don't know, man. I just have this sense of impending doom after watching this nightmare of a week. I have a feeling the fantasy gods are just out to shit on everything good. Um, I just, you know, the jubilation that I had of having the bye week was just shit on by watching what happened during the bye week and being like, oh my God, it could happen two weeks in a row. Weirder shit has happened. Actually, probably weirder shit hasn't happened. <laughs> weirder shit hasn't happened like week 15 since ever. So like, who knows? It's already breaking the fucking mold. We might have two weeks of the worst week ever. I, I, don't, I don't know. Just being an NFL fan was painful, man. Those games were all dreadful to watch. It was, it was hard up and down. It sucked. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> you know, when I was thinking about it, I, I'm the same way. I had so many players, I couldn't even mention specifically who hurt me because it was everybody. They all, they all hurt everybody. <laughs> so I put my biggest regret for the week was uh, not drafting Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup in every league. That that's, Cooper Cup guy, dude. Yeah, that's, that's my my downfall so I, I was texting you a little bit after Cooper Cup got a second touchdown about some of the stats and I was just diving in more like Cooper Cup's fucking unreal this this year yeah. I, I uh, so I mentioned to, to that he has four games over 130 yards and two touchdowns and in Randy Moss's record-breaking year he only did that once <laughs> I, I even did you one further I looked at his whole career Randy Moss's whole career match Cooper Cups this year four oh times in his God. whole career that's Randy Moss one of the greatest if not the greatest if wide not, receiver yeah. like wow Jerry Rice you can't he, I think I feel like we shouldn't like Jerry Rice is a god he shouldn't even be like mentioned okay. I, I, I was talking about Jerry Rice's records to you too and yeah the year he caught 22 touchdowns that that Randy Moss broke he only had 12 games he did that shit in 12 fucking games that's ridiculous <laughs> that's Jerry Rice man if you're listening big fan so yeah <laughs> Should have drafted Cooper Cup. That's what would have helped you this week. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, week 15, it's going to go down as something that we talk about for years to come. Like, you know, the Chiefs-Rams Monday Nighter from a few years oh, back. Yeah. Can we oh, still yeah. bring that up? Oh, yeah. People are going to talk about week 15 and how awful that was. So Hopefully this is just a blood sacrifice that had to be paid so we can have the best week in football ever next week. Exactly. <laughs> Hopefully That's how it's got to happen, right? Around. That's how it's got to work. We need it. <laughs> All right, we're going to jump into a little bit of Dynasty Talk real quick. Question of the week. Miyagi, when do you like to do your rookie draft in Dynasty? 
So I like to do the rookie draft um, pretty close to the season opener, and I like to give them, you know I like to give the rookies a chance to go through OTAs, training camp, um, a lot of the preseason, and you can kind of get a good sense of who's doing what to make a better educated draft. That makes it more fun. More information should make for smarter decisions, and that should allow league mates to draft better, and that ultimately makes the league more fun. Um, we used to do it like literally the day after the draft because yeah. we're fucking junkies and we're like, we got to draft, we got to do stuff. And, um, you know, it, it gave us something to do for sure, but I also think it ended up uh, devaluing rookie draft picks because they were used so quickly. You know, like if you get a chance to really kind of see what players are going to be what on their team, then those first-round picks are going to be worth more, and even second-round picks, because you start to realize, okay, this person has a role for sure. They've already passed the incumbent running back, or they're, like, flashing as a wide receiver. Um, and, and so you, you start to look at those draft picks as more of a commodity, because you know who you can potentially get in the second round. That might right, be a right. first-round value down the road. Um, but to be honest like i still love drafting right after fucking draft because i'm a junkie (laughs) (laughs) um i'm gonna suck at this answer (laughs) um i agree the more info you have you definitely make better decisions you can make a solid pick i just never want to wait that long it's so hard um i think together we're in four dynasty leagues and we usually the last couple years we've done two fairly early after the draft we've uh you know kind of just tried to get them out of the way to give us give us that that scratch yeah (laughs) that itch um you know and yeah it's fun it's it is like exactly it's something that it's fun to do and we want to you know oh my gosh football again you know so we do it but yeah you're right the the picks looking back when you go to look back at those drafts they're always a little <laughs> iffy. I'll tell you what, though. If you draft right after draft, the looking back is way more fun because you're like, what the fuck were That's, we thinking? <laughs> like taking Kyler Murray number one overall in a one-quarterback yeah. league. And none of us thinking it was a bad pick? None, none of us? No, no. That's, uh, that's, you got to take him right there. That's a guy. <laughs> that's exactly what you do. I don't care you have Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. They're old. They're old. <laughs> yeah, they're still better. <laughs> But, yeah, then we, you know, we have two other leagues I think that we're a little more invested in. Uh, one is your favorite league and one is my favorite league. It probably happens to be both were the favorites in those. Maybe that has something to do with it. But Dude, uh, this, we better fucking be in the finals. This podcast going to be a fucking nightmare if we don't make the goddamn finals. I swear to God, I'm going to be so I'm gonna be angry. a wreck. Dude, I'm going to have to get antidepressants or something, dude. Gonna... No, no, positive thoughts, positive thoughts. We're, we're both going to win. But in those, we've pushed those back, uh, I think, until at least into the preseason a little bit. And it kind of helps everybody, like you said, make a little bit better better decision. Um, I will say, though, my absolute favorite time to draft my rookie draft is I have a league um, <laughs> where we do an annual golf trip. And I think seven or eight of the ten people in the league are all on the golf trip at the same time. And we started doing our rookie draft on the golf trip. And, I mean, it's, you know, we still do it a slow draft where, you know, there's no timer. So trades happen and shit talking happens and, you know. Is there any alcohol involved? Oh, gosh, no. (laughs) No, none. All the alcohol. All the alcohol. There's none because there's none left. (laughs) 
last year we were driving to the and trades were happening from car to car and i mean then we get out on the golf course and at the bar people are buying shots and you know you take this shot and trade me this guy and and that, so that's definitely that's my favorite time but i agree with you waiting a little while is is definitely best for everybody's actual interest in the league yeah i kind of look at it like in in dynasty you don't have your you know your redraft like it, your, your big draft that you do in redraft so i try right. to hold it about the same time you know right towards the end of preseason and that way you still have your like annual draft you guys can all get together it's not quite the same amount of picks or anything but that just means you can get super trash fast and then just have a hoot so yeah totally yeah. All right, man. Let's get into what's got us buzzed. What's got us excited for for fantasy this year? I mean, now we finished our beer of the day, and you know, I'm gonna start us off. And I don't know. I'm not really super excited. <laughs> I'm so sad, dude. I, I'm like that guy that's pretending they aren't buzzed, but in like 15 minutes, I'm gonna be hammered and <laughs> just on a stupid hate-filled rampage. Week 15, man. They've still got me down. Uh, I guess I'm happy, though. I had two buys last week and, uh, you know, only let week 15 ruin those two teams with uh, the Godwin injury and Kelsey and Eckler on the COVID list. Hand me a bottle, bro. Yeah. I I'm I'm kind of right there with you, man. I'm like a moonshine buzzed. <laughs> I'm like a I'm like a fucking angry hillbilly with a shotgun in the woods. I'm I'm just so on tilt with every update that comes through Sleeper. Like every time I hear that, I'm like fuck, what now? Like yeah, it, totally. My pride and joy league. I survived week 15 only because I had a buy. Like my team is getting wrecked with COVID and injuries. I have Eckler out, Waddle still recovering, Fournette out. I got Mike Evans. I mean, dude, like, I, I could – DeAndre Hopkins on the IR now. Like, it's just – I just want to black out, bro, and, like, wake up for championship week to see if I made the match or not, and then I'll enjoy that, hopefully. Um, but then I remember I have Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams, and I chill the fuck out. Yeah. Like, so, <laughs> but it's, it's so hard not to be on tilt with everything right now. It is it – is, uh, it's tough out there on the streets, homie. For reals, man. You know, something I don't understand, Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams, like, NFL coaches, head coaches and defensive coordinators and everything like that, like, they know that these guys are good. I mean, tons of times a year I disagree with what an NFL coach did, knowing that I know better or you and I know better. We're geniuses. Yeah. But, I mean, like, they got to know. I mean, Cooper Cup's really good. Devontae Adams is really good. Like, they should work on trying to stop those guys. Yeah, it's funny because right before Cup scored his first touchdown in that game the other day, he had, like, 30 yards and a couple catches, and, and um, they were saying, yeah, oh, you can tell they've, they're scheming Cooper Cup out of this game. They're not going to let him beat them. They will give you everything else on the field. Oh, touchdown, yeah. Cooper Cup. <laughs> and it was right on Bobby Wagner, too. It's like, you, you can't. Scheme all you want. Like, so some players are just really, really good at their job. You know, like... Yeah, Devontae yeah. Adams, man, same thing. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, you can know... You can see him. He has 30 yards through the first, you know, quarter and a half, and you're just like, yeah, yeah, well, just just hang on a second. <laughs> Hold my beer. Yeah, hold my beer, exactly. <laughs> Let me go catch four for 80 really quick in this one quarter and yeah. call it a day. And then two touchdowns. Yeah, two touchdowns for sure. Got to get that. <laughs> This week's show is brought to you by Southern Zen Barbecue here in Chico, California. Southern Zen right now is just a pop-up restaurant, but is in the works to get a brick and mortar to sell more consistently. 
Kevin, the owner, is a great friend of ours, and anytime we can get some of his wonderful barbecue, we don't hesitate. Check him out on Facebook at Southern Zen Barbecue, and if you're in the Chico Butte area, keep an eye out for the Bayou Buddha popping up around town. So let's get into our six-pack of the week. Like yeah. I had mentioned, we're going we're gonna to talk about trade calculators a bit. going to see how they can be made where a trade appears to be fair on the calculator, but definitely not, maybe not a trade that we would take in real life. Um, so we each came up, we each put players in the calculator until we found some trades that were quote-unquote fair, but maybe not necessarily something that we would want in real life. Uh, Miyagi, why don't you start us off with your first trade? So I went ahead and, and um, used leagues that I'm in, and I actually made them trades between me and you, I think, in all three of them. Oh, okay. So we can kind of right, right. take a look at this, and you can tell me what, what you would think, and then if I were to tell you, hey, the trade calculator says you should do this because you're winning, because I made sure you were getting one, one point or two points on each one, so that's a, a big deal. So um, I'm going to give you Christian McCaffrey, which, okay. you know, breaks my heart. Um, he's, he's my guy. I love him. Uh, I'm going to get back. Oh, and this is a one-quarterback league, half-point PPR, by the way. Okay. Uh, Travis Kelsey, uh, Zeke, Alberto, Ian Thomas, Amir Abdullah. Um, and you want to know if I do this trade? Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, fuck no. No. <laughs> Kelsey and Zeke. Yeah. I mean, Albert O, I think, is a stud, too. Or No, he's not, but he's on his way. I'm, I think I he's really got like a him. lot of upside, man. And um, The other two are just throw-ins. Yeah, man. totally. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I don't trade CMZ for Kelsey and Zeke, unless it was two years ago. Yeah, and, and that's the thing that, that I want to bring up is um, I don't think these trade calculators – I know for sure at the beginning of the year, Christian McCaffrey was valued at like 10,000. Right now he's right. at seven. So right. they do bring some, some injury into it. But, like, I mean, you have to look at the whole dynamic of CMC the last two years. He's in, he's out, he's in, then he's out for the whole season. Two years in a row. And that's not something you're going to give up the sixth time in a row now, tight end number one. I mean, he might not be the tight end one to Mark Andrews or something, but he's having a hell of a fucking year. Oh, yeah, right. And then Zeke still, I mean, he's... Hasn't been great, but he's been on the fucking field. You can use him, you know, as, as opposed to Christian McCaffrey this year where he's just hasn't been there. And then an up-and-cupping tight end. And then I always love when they just throw in a couple extra players. That was another part about right, this trade that right. I love. They just throw in some more garbage because I, I shouldn't say these players are garbage because they're humans and everything like that. But, you know, you have to drop three more players from your roster now to, to accept this trade. Right, right, you know, right. Like, and those are all three players that I probably would have dropped to make a trade happen. Except for Alberto, I would probably have him on my taxi squad. Yeah, no, that's and I feel like that's exactly what we're looking for here. Um, my first one I think is going to tug at your heartstrings a little oh, bit here. Okay. Um, I didn't do them through, in leagues I'm in. I just did went to a calculator and just you know, NFL to NFL. So, the, so some of these are going to be a little different. But um, I also won quarterback uh, PPR league. Um, one side has Debo Samuel. Okay. Okay. The other side has Amari Cooper <laughs> and Cortland Sutton. Ugh. And I'm going to be honest with you, the <laughs> Cooper Sutton side is winning by 10%. 
That's crazy because I wouldn't consider that. Not even close. I wouldn't consider it for a second. Like, Not even close. Like uh, Amari Cooper is one of those players who similar. You could kind of. No, he's not similar to Debo at all. So he, he has games where he just completely dis- disappears. He could be a healthy player, play a whole game, play 90% of the snaps, and get two points. Sutton, I don't know what happened to that dude. I, I loved him two years ago, but fuck no. Do I, I don't need that guy clogging up my roster right now. Debo, the only thing you have is injuries, and that's just part of football. And you're seeing, right. all, you're seeing I mean, he even missed a couple games this year. And you're still seeing him as the wide receiver number five on the year. And a lot of that's from rushing. <laughs> like, right, yeah, yeah. You know, like, uh, give me that player all day, every day over those two players. I don't give a shit what your trade calculator says is winning. <laughs> yeah, it, it says that, that the Amari Cooper, Cortland Sutton side is winning fairly significantly. And I would be, I would, I, that's one of those trades I talk about. I'm embarrassed to send that. Yeah, I. It's like here, take my garbage and give me your gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's that's not good at all. Um, this one is another one. Uh, same same scoring. Um, one quarterback. Uh, PPR league or a half point PPR Chico Dynasty, whatever. They, I think it's gotcha. half point PPR. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, this one I just kind of threw in. I did it because it, it involves like your your pride and joy right now. So you, uh, CD Lamb. I want C.D. Lamb, right? So I'm going to give you J.K. Dobbins, a 2023 first-round pick, not this next year, but a year down the road, Brian Edwards, McCole Hardman, James Washington. Just so you know, you win this trade by a solid 400 points. Man, (laughs) that's got my people all throughout (laughs) everything there. Um, I recently bought C.D. Lamb... Well, I guess the beginning of last year, I bought CeeDee Lamb for three firsts. So he would definitely have to be three firsts worth, and that doesn't quite get there for me. Um, yeah, no, I'm CeeDee Lamb all the way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't even think it's that close. I mean... Well, you, Edwards you, tugs at my heart. Screams. Yeah, but that's that's just because you personally. Like, to the, right. the general oh, yeah, public, no, like, right. Brian Edwards, like fucking hasn't delivered you keep waiting for it to happen and he's got this skill i even wrote you after his touchdown the other day it's like how come every time he catches a ball i'm like damn that guy's good they should do that more often but he just doesn't get the targets doesn't get the opportunity until they need to win the game at the end and then all of a sudden they look for him and holy crap they win a game so i think it's a Derek carr problem and i don't think that's going away um, so that's one of those things a trade calculator just doesn't take into consideration. They're, they're, they set each player as a set value, and, like, Brian Edwards to me is equal to McCall Hardman. You know what I mean? Right. And, and in no, this trade they, calculator, they, really they have are. him, um, like, more than, like, what is it, over 1,000 points more? Like, that's crazy to me. No, so. you're right. They're basically the same player. They both make big plays and look really good and then completely disappear. Yeah. And, I mean, I do think that... Edwards is a better player, and he has a quarterback problem where Hardman is just really fast and, you know, has the better quarterback. But, yeah, you're right. No, and that, I mean, a 20, it's all things that tug at my, you know, mm-hmm. Dobbins. Yeah, yeah, I think he's great. 23 first. Ooh, that yeah. gets, you know, Brian Edwards. Like, But realistically, CD is yeah. the, the piece here. And, and yeah, you can, you can manipulate him. You can make him say what you want. Yep. Just um, keep adding garbage. Get that point total up. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, again, a um, one-quarterback PPR. 
uh, for myself. Uh, one side is J.K. Dobbins mm. and Nick Chubb. Ooh. Okay, I mean, those are, those are some big pieces, yeah. right? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, you can get those pieces by giving up Brandon Cooks, <laughs> Cortland Sutton, again, Cortland Sutton, <laughs> um, 22, pick 107, uh, and Clyde Edwards. Uh, yeah, this is a perfect example of why I hate trade calculators. And again, the, the Dobbins and Chubb side is losing this trade. Yeah. Not as significant as the last one, but they are, they are losing that trade. Yeah, Chubb's still top 10, if not top 5 running back. Like, when he's getting the workload, he's a, he's a stud. Dobbins still hasn't had a chance to show what he's capable of. He, show, he flashed a little bit at the end of his rookie year, and then the ACL keeps him out. And look what they've made people look like this year. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Baltimore has had <laughs> some... Devontae Freeman. Yeah, relevant. Freeman has <laughs> been playable. Yeah, yeah. I mean... And there's no chance he's even close to as good as Dobbins. Yeah. Um, for, it's, it's sad to shit on Cooks because I really root for the dude. Like, I always have – I don't know why he keeps getting traded. He's always been good wherever he's at. Like, totally he, is. I but, mean, yeah. like, again, he's still – he's your wide receiver two, if not wide receiver three. You know, he's going to be in your flex. He's not – gonna take a starting lineup spot like both of those running backs are no matter Sutton's what on your bench ceh is yeah it, he's a, he, at this point he's a desperation flex or rb2 like yeah. he's your bi-week fill-in and then the one seven like in a one quarterback league that <laughs> that's and that's why i made it the one seven i wanted it to be like you're kind of to the like in super flex one seven's great oh yeah but in a one quarterback league you're like oh the five guys I wanted all just win. Yeah, you're getting like the, the second or third pick in whatever position you're taking. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's not that's not good. But no, uh, it's totally fair for you, man. You're right. You know when you when you point it out like that, I'm gonna go ahead and take it. You know, <laughs> trade calculators, baby. And this one, this last one, I saved the best one for last. Um, so this is a super flex tight end premium. Okay. Okay. It's very super important. Flex here. tight end premium. So you could get Derek Carr. And Deontay Johnson, right? Ooh. Okay. Pretty good, reasonable starting players. Uh, you need to give me Mark Andrews, Justin Fields, Drew Locke, Deshaun Jackson, Russell Gage, and Justin Hill for just to make it even. <laughs> <laughs> Who? <laughs> I could have stopped at the two, the first two I mentioned. <laughs> Did Derek Carr's mom rank him? I think so. I think so. I, I don't – this is just another thing with trade calculators, man. Like, in a super flex tight end premium, for comparison, Kittle is about 8,000 points. What do you think they have Mark Andrews valued at? I mean, by looking at this trade, he, <laughs> he's probably at, like, four. Three, eight. 3,800. Uh, no, no, I meant four, like one, two, three, four. <laughs> Because yeah. if, if he's in any trade that has Derek Carr involved. Yeah, yeah it is. In, and then Justin Fields, they still got at 3,000. Like, and this is a super flex league. Like, those are both. I would, you could offer me Deontay Johnson and Derek Carr for either Mark Andrews or Justin Fields, and I could think about it. I probably still wouldn't take it. Right. But 
you would have to be desperate yeah. for like desperate for a quarterback. Yeah. And, you know, uh, yeah, and Deshaun in there too. That's that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah, that's that that one I was putting it together, I was like, holy shit, this is this is uh this is a prime example of and you know who this mock trade is through to just to kind of give you some shits and giggles. It's uh, uh Austin and Butt Fumble. <laughs> So that's a trade that would happen. So it's really a trade happen. that possibly uh, yeah, is going to happen now that we've... <laughs> yeah. Shit. So there you go, guys. Yeah. Uh, make <laughs> that trade happen because it's fair. It's fair. And <laughs> fair is fair. They're the, the exact same point total. Wow. I Actually, okay, I'll get into my last <laughs> one too because it's the exact same, which um, this is also super flex. Okay. Okay? All right. So on one side, we have Kyler Murray. Oh, shit. Okay? You get Kyler Murray. Yeah. The other side is uh, Mr. Unlimited, Danger Russ, Russell Wilson. Okay? Everybody loves Russ. He's a real big, big healer. Uh-huh. Russell Wilson, Adam Thielen. Okay, I thought you were going to do the trade I actually did. No. <laughs> I was giving you the eye. No. no, 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 no. This is a fair <laughs> trade. I'm trying yeah. to give it to you. Kyler yeah. Murray, Russell okay. Wilson, Adam yeah. Thielen, Tyler Boyd. And uh, the 3-4. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a Kyler all day, every day. But like, Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson. He's, you know, you throw Adam Thielen in there, they're basically Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Right? No, man. To the point, they are, they are even. That's, uh, that's not an even trade. Just for anybody oh. listening who, who might be questioning, that's, that's super not an even trade. Um, but the three four. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You keep saying it like it's gonna mean more every time you say it, and it doesn't, man. The three four. You know what? Now that I said it, it does kind of hold a little bit more umph. I'm still gonna go ahead and take a hard pass on that. We're talking about, you know, put the the dynasty superflex one one or one two. I mean, Mahomes is still up there, but Kyler Murray is right up there as like the quarterback you want to have. Yeah. It, the rushing yards, the passing touchdowns, the explosive offense he's part of, the weapons he has. And then you compare that to Russell Wilson, who DK's disappeared. Lockett has flash games. He's probably not going to be on that team next year. You don't know what's in his future. They Like, no, 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 no. And Adam Thielen, like, I feel bad because Adam Thielen's such a good player, man. But he's just thrown in as like this, this just add-on that just makes the trades smellier. Oh no, man! I, I mean, he's really, really good, and you should take it because he's he's really, really good. And he scores a lot of touchdowns. You know, if you throw the three four in, I'll consider it. <laughs> uh, never let a third stand in the way of a deal. It's a fact. I've tested that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's Kyler Murray all day, every day. I mean, the age Kyler and Russell alone is crazy. Uh, you know, we've even talked about Russell going somewhere else, like possibly going to Pittsburgh or the Saints or something like that. And you're still going to be Kyler Murray yeah. all day. And yeah. yeah, the three, four is absolutely nothing in this scenario. When I mean, Kyler Murray is three firsts in, in Superflex, probably. Yeah. yeah, well, I got, so I thought you were going to mention the trade I did. So I got three first and Russell Wilson for Kyler Murray. Yeah. That, so, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and this is, I mean, Russell, Wurst, Russell Wilson would definitely be a first plus, but yeah. Adam Thielen and Tyler Boyd 
don't equal a first together. No, 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 and not at all. The three four again is is something that you know it's a, it's a sh- something shiny you add on when when the trade's close and and you need it like this one. You know, it it made the seventy seven points that I needed to make this trade dead even, dead even, dead even. Yep, yep. Okay, well the three four. If you can make it the three three, I'll do it. No, that would be so unfair. <laughs> The calculator would almost blow you up and not let me do that. Break your computer with that shit. Probably fry the whole thing, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, t- long story short here, trade calculators, guys, don't use that as part of your argument why somebody else should consider your trade. I mean, if what I've done in the past is, like, I've sent uh, out something, maybe even to you, where you're like, dude, that's a garbage trade. And I'd be like, dude, you know what? I... I put it in a calculator and it seemed kind of close, so I thought I'd send it out. But it's not like, dude, the trade calculator clearly says they're even trade. Like, why are you being a dick about it? Like, you know, so. Guys, sorry. Breaking news as we are live on this show. Dalvin Cook just got put on the COVID list. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? That is a huge, huge name. And the Saints just put Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon on COVID reserve. So, wow. Guys, dude, this week is going to be tough. Pay attention. I don't, I don't like this. Well, good thing I didn't drop Madison, who just got off the COVID reserve list. Fuck, man. Yeah, no, that is... Um, this is a live out. reaction. I, I hope you guys can hear my pain, because this is like... In, this, in another league, the league I lost Fournette in, and I was screwing around because I, uh, my mind wasn't in waiver pickups yet because I'm used to doing that Monday after, after Monday night football, and we had Tuesday night football, and I didn't do it Tuesday, so I missed out on Rojo, and I missed out on um, Singletary, who were both on waiver wires, and, and now like I was leaning on Dalvin Cook to get me through my semifinals. And, um, yeah, you guys just heard me die a little bit. It's a, it's a quiet sound, because I don't have a whole lot of soul, but it escaped. It's gone. It no longer is with me. I mean, it's never really going to be quiet where we do this podcast. There's always... Do you want some mushrooms or avocado? Some making noise. <laughs> Guys, pay attention to your alerts. Uh, you know, you're going to have to do... You're going to have to struggle to put some stuff together. But, you know, remember that... Just because it's happening to your team doesn't mean it's... No, it's just your team. I know. This is bad. I don't like this at all. We were going to talk about some matchups that you could take advantage of, but realistically, we can't give you anything that would still be valid in two to three days. Um, so I think we're kind of going to skip the matchups this week. Yeah. I mean, I just had one piece of advice, and this is perfect for this fucking timing. If you have players that are playing on any given day and you can work them in and use that as a tiebreaker to make a decision on who to sit and start, Good point. start those fucking players. Like tonight, Good point. I'm starting Jeff Wilson instead of waiting like, to see if Dalvin Cook comes back. from. It's just it's, it's a tornado of sadness, man. Like There's just so much shit going down. If you have a chance to get a starting player in that you already have in your lineup tonight, do that. Yeah, yeah. If that's going to be – if, if you're stuck between two guys and you can't decide, play whoever's playing first. Do that. Get them in there. Get your guys to go. You can't wait till Monday night and find out that the 
two or three guys you were trying to wait on that are really good, you know, you you might not have that have that chance. It it might be whatever team plays the the ten or eleven starters that week might might get it done. So. I don't want to. I don't want to dwell on my sadness. So let me just bring a little bit of sunshine to your life in, in your Chico dynasty. Austin has Dalvin Cook. I saw that. I just, <laughs> he just literally, as we're talking here, he just posted his IR and okay, he's yeah. taking it bad. Yeah. His his he has everybody good on his IR, and he just added Dalvin Cook to it. And, oh gosh. Um. I guess let's let's try to get into something a little funny. Yeah, let's let's lighten up it here a little bit. So since the trade deadlines are passed and people aren't doing trades right now, uh, I went back and looked at a trade that is probably my worst trade that I've ever done. Um, You've had some pretty bad trades, dude. I have, I have, and this one might take the cake, um, at least from my point of view. Um, I'll set the mood a little bit for you. This was before the 2019 season, so it was a little while ago. And I had a bet with one butt fumble that Jack Doyle would be better than Ebron in 2019. And I won that bet because Ebron only played 11 games, not because Doyle was better. Um, But I had the grand idea in my head that I was so sold that Jack Doyle was going to be good (laughs) <laughs> that I was like, I'm going to go out and acquire him in a dynasty league. And I'm going to put my, you know, my money where my mouth is. I'm going to acquire him so that I can prove that I think he's going to be good. So I looked around. One of the guys in the league was a Ravens fan. And I said, you know what? I'll give you Mark Andrews, who in 2018 was the tight end 17. He scored 90 points in 16 games. I'll give you Mark Andrews. You give me Jack Doyle. We'll be all square. (laughs) I had added Mark Andrews from waivers that offseason, so I thought I was getting a deal. Um, Since then, Mark Andrews has been the tight end 5, the tight end 6, and currently is the tight end 1, for the first time besides somebody named Travis Kelsey. Yeah, in like six years. That's how good he is. I actually didn't even think about this. I didn't put this in my notes. But in that league, I have Travis Kelsey. So I would have had Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. But you fucked it up. Shit on me, bro. Dude, I think you just shit. You played yourself. Like, you just shit on yourself, dude. Like, man. Like, it's like seeing somebody, like, it's like seeing some idiot, you know, Drinking water out of a gutter in the in the ground right next to an ice drinking fountain, you just you just feel bad for him. You don't even shit on that guy anymore. Like this is just so dumb. Man, I gutter watered. You gutter watered it, bro. Like, like, I mean, let's let's look back. Let's be retrospective about this, okay? So I pulled up the top tight ends from 2018. So you're leading in this. So you had Mark Andrews right at 16. I think I have him 17 here. Um, Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle. See here, I'm scrolling down here. Mm-hmm. Scrolling keep, keep, down. Keep scrolling. Oh, he was coming off his uh, tight end 36 season. So you put your faith in that guy. Uh, I, th- I think oh. he might have been a little bit injured that year. <laughs> Fingers crossed. 
I'm not even going to go back and look because it doesn't matter. No, 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 don't because I don't, <laughs> I don't want to be wrong. I think that was the year Ebron was like just killing it for that team. So he was the tight end too on that team. <laughs> okay, in my defense there, Ebron was not getting any yards. He was just getting the touchdowns. Yeah, touchdowns they didn't, are important. They didn't, I, well, yeah, but they didn't look for him until the two-yard line. Do you know how many tight ends get a lot of yards? I mean, you're bringing up facts. I'm not, I'm not living with facts. I'll tell you one of them, Mark Andrews. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'll tell you one that doesn't. It's Jack Doyle. Dude. <laughs> like, the, he, tight end one. And he catches touchdowns, and he catches yards, and he gets massive amount of receptions and targets. He is the focal point of that offense besides Lamar Jackson. And even when he's hurt, guess what happens? He's even boosted more in value. The backup has been feeding him the ball oh, immensely. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I know it's over 10 targets every game that he's played as the backup, and he's over 100 and something yards with a touchdown in each one of those games. Those are massive numbers. I don't know how many times Jack Doyle's done that in his career, over 100 yards and a touchdown. If Mark Andrews does that two more times in the remaining three games of the season, would you be surprised? No, no. <laughs> He might do that <laughs> alone in the next game. Like, fucking Jack Doyle? And the guy I traded him to, one is a Ravens fan, so it's like, well, got to be one of his favorite players. Yeah. Two, his team is really fucking good. Yeah. And I'm playing him this week in the semifinals. <laughs> oh, no. Is this just you're, you're trying to bring some good juju your way? You're, like, self-owning so nobody else can do it, and you're just hoping, like, that'll appease the dynasty gods? If that'll help, I'll do that. I mean, not only... Travis Kelsey's on the COVID list. I might have to play <laughs> without <laughs> Travis Kelsey. It would have been nice to have Mark Andrews to fill I, in right there. It's Mark fucking Andrews. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, I won the bet. I think it was, like... Did you feed it to a trade calculator at that point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it said I won. <laughs> you fucking winner, bro. Um, it was for like a beer. And then I lost, like, I had another trade, the same thing, where I was like, Austin Eckler's going to suck or something. It was just bad. I should stop betting. And Yeah, man. I mean, it, and, and I'm looking back at, at this list here, and I thought maybe like, okay, maybe I already said Jack Doyle wasn't coming off a good year. But, like, if you would have tried to trade, it could have been a, a bigger wreck. You could have traded, like, Trey Burton, who was a tight end six, or Jared Cook, who was a tight end five, or Austin Hooper, tight end seven, and Joku, tight end eight. Any of those players would be like, yeah, they were, like, a top tier, and I was getting, you know, da-da-da. But you, uh, you and Jack Doyle on us, man. Like, that's – I'm going to get you a Jack Doyle jersey. <laughs> God. A really small one. Because his small hands. <laughs> and you're a big dude, so it would be funny. Yeah, that that would be funny. I'll wear it on my thigh. There you go. <sighs> Man, yeah, that was that's the trade that I look back on and I cry a little. Well, my, hopefully you'll have a chance to share those tears and defeat your opponent this week and rub it in his stupid face. That's the goal. Yeah. The rubbing in the face. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. I, I do like the idea, though, of you um, using some fantasy juju to try to bring yourself good karma. Um, I was just telling you before the, the show here some of the other stuff that's happened in the past. Like, uh, the guy I'm going against this week, he sent me a text at, like, 5 in the morning, like, hey, just, I cherish your friendship, man. You're a really good dude. You know, all this sappy shit. 
And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, we're playing each other this week. I'm not falling for that shit. Fuck you, garbage. Eat shit and die, Blake. I, I love the, uh, <laughs> the pizza story. Oh, yeah. We're like sending each other's pizzas. We, uh, we faced each other's in the finals of the first year of, of EK Spurt. And we were like, oh, yeah, let me go buy you a drink. No, nah, motherfucker, I'm sending you a pizza. Well, shit, I'm going to send you scented candles from Amazon. We were, it, was, it was pathetic, bro. It was, it was so much fun. I, I love the superstition behind this crap. I didn't understand it until just today, but now I know why you sent him chocolate buttholes. I sent him chocolate buttholes. Yeah, they were like Swedish molded model buttholes um, made out of chocolate. Now it makes sense. He ate them, and I beat him, and it was the best 20 bucks I ever spent. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, it's Thursday. Make sure to get your flex players. And actually, this is the most important time. Yeah, this Not is even because it's yeah. Thursday. For the rest of the week, for, for Thursday, for Saturday, for 10 a.m. games, for anything you have, put your players into their actual spots. Put them in running back. Put them in wide receiver. Put them in tight end. Leave your flex spots to the last players that you have because we don't know what's going on right now. Yeah, there, like, there might be a chance where you're down to one of the last guys on your roster is one of the only people that's going to play, and he might be a tight end. And if you've already played your tight end in the flex spot, you might get stuck. You yeah. know, I mean, you need to give yourself the flexibility. So especially this time of year with all the COVID stuff going on, give yourself that flexibility. Yeah, be afraid. Yeah. <laughs> um. There were no five-star reviews, but there are. You're now able to leave reviews on Spotify, and I don't know how to check those. So (laughs) there's a chance that somebody left a five-star. I'm going to say probably a lot of people left five-star reviews. At least a dozen. On Spotify. So I appreciate you all. As I figure out how I can check those, we will read them. But we got a nice review from Bacon. Hell yeah. Bacon sent sent me a text and said that he gave a review, but I couldn't see the review. But thank you, Bacon. We love you. Hell yeah. Good guy. Yeah. It's a better guy because he rated us. Yeah, right. If like you guys he... want to get some of that fantasy juju, give us a rate and review. That automatically guarantees you a win, basically. We'll like you more. We'll bump your score up. And you may become more valuable in a trade on the trade calculator. Boom. There like, it is. Like, I mean, when I'm now trying to trade friends and I got Bacon on one side. Yeah. His score went up. Yeah. He's worth a lot more. Yeah. Who am I going to hang out with on Saturday? Dude. Well, Bacon's a 420-ish, and all these other guys are 200. Bacon's yeah. definitely a 420. <laughs> yeah, so I know which one I'm going with. <laughs> uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. We appreciate you guys listening and letting us do this show, even when we have to go through so much emotions live on the show. That's rough, man. Yeah, you have to talk so much shit about my trades. That was fun, though. That was a good way to make up for that. But we appreciate you guys. Uh, Anything else? Any other stuff we need to hit on before we get out of here? Just everybody go outside and scream to the skies, fuck COVID. Just help everybody out. That's got to help something, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you want to throw a fuck Urban Meyer in there, you can do that, too. That's the same thing. We just said the same thing. There's no difference in what we said. Touche, (laughs) touche. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for checking us out. Tip your bartender. Be nice to people. (laughs) Love somebody. Peace out.